no longer matters who's crazy and who's not. The world is on fire, and no one is going to put it out for us. No matter your race, religion, or creed, we are all in this together. Remember, your participation is the lifeblood of social media, and right now, the content creators you love are under siege and need your help. Please like, share, subscribe, and if possible, click the donation button in the episode description. Now welcome to the Bradley Powers Esoteric Hours. It is my honor to present your host, Go for Bradley. Hi there, everybody. My name is Bradley Powers, and I'd like to welcome you to Bradley Powers Esoteric Hours. Whee! We're back. We're back, and we're back to entertain you, share um, esoteric intellect, paranormal phenomena, information about extraterrestrials. Please feel free to ask us any questions that you would like. We have also my co-host, Jim Andre. Jim Andre, tell us a little bit about yourself. How you doing, everybody? Oh, they all know me already. Yeah, Jim Andre is, is modest. <laughs> Jim Andre is being modest. He's actually a quantum healer and an alien abductee. Okay? And we also that's have... Correct. Yes, that's correct. And we also have my other co-host, Cassidy Lightwing. Cassidy, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm complicated. No, um... <laughs> Hi, guys, I'm Cassidy. Uh, I am a visitor. Let's just leave it at that until it comes to be more complicated. Um, I'm a weirdo. I'm a bit of an ass. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Sorry. That's a really, really bad word in the UK. Almost made that same mistake twice. I am a jerk. I will make you angry at some point. Sorry in advance. Hey, uh, you, left one, you left one thing out. What? You're all so honest. <laughs> Maybe a little too honest. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> calm down, calm down. <laughs> and we have, finally, my guest appearing on this show, Esoteric Hours, Daisy Lynn Eaton. Thank you for joining us, Daisy. But Daisy, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I am a clear audience targeted individual, um, and I've raised my family throughout that, so... Excellent, excellent. A clear audience, that's worth a lot. Yeah. So right, yo. Could you... And we will begin with a variety of conversations. You know, while I'm just sharing to groups. Um, yeah, the conversations we are going to be discussing are a little bit about, well, we start off with, with about superfoods, crystals, these that will enhance your life, uh, and essential oils. So, who better than to ask would be Daisy Lynn Eaton. Daisy, are there any particular superfoods that you suggest that we should eat? Um, <clears throat> for a long time, we harvested our own chaga out of the Northwoods of Minnesota. And very, very high quality um, results. Um, a lot of people oh, yeah. up here will, it's kind of a fad for weight loss, but it, but it works. Um, my, my mom, who is an oncology nurse, um, turns on, um, she used to turn on the cancer patients to chaga, to pure chaga. And we ground it up and made tea with, um, just go out on our horses and find it and, and cut it off the tree and bring it home and process it. So, um, we also did colloidal silver 
um, and a couple of um, recipes for poultices, stuff like that, that I used in the horse world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. That's the, yes, a, a new bit of information. Not many people knew that, I betcha. Yeah, so other superfoods, organic superfoods, is turmeric, garlic, mushrooms, and alkaline vegetables. They're all healthy for you. Alkaline, having alkaline vegetables in your body, you'll find that cancer can't um, flourish and blossom and grow in an alkaline body, okay? And this has been proven, and for some reason, uh, the government don't promote it. you think they would, wouldn't you? They say there's no cure for cancer, yet alkaline vegetables seem to offer that. Just that, you know? Uh, I've, got a, I've got a question for Daisy. Daisy, ivermectin, that's for the horses, right? Ivermectin, correct. It's a... Oh, yeah, okay. Now, I know a guy, seriously, that got COVID, and he actually yep. took that because he owns horses, right? And he had mm -hmm. some. He took some, and the next day he went to work. So that, mm -hmm. that does work. That yeah. does work for yeah. COVID, yeah. The, um, I mean, it's not, you can't say this in public, but. Well, um, I know, I'm just horse... saying, I know, for, I know for a fact because I personally know somebody that did. Yeah, no, but what I was going to say is ivermectin comes in all different forms for each animal. And if right. you cross species, it can be, it'll, a horse ivermectin will kill a dog. So, but either the horse stuff or for low-dose swine um, converts over into humans. I'd also right. like to point yeah, out because, yeah, that... Like I said, this guy, this guy took it and then he felt, he felt so good the next day he actually went to work. Yeah. I, I feel the need to point out that ivermectin has been used in several human medications for about 60 years. Uh, mm -hmm. It's literally only until Big Pharma wanted, had a product to sell that ivermectin became demonized. And, Absolutely. you know, yeah. So it's not just a horse medicine, as they're saying about Joe Rogan. He took a horse medicine with Joe Rogan. It wouldn't surprise me, but no. Uh, ivermectin is also for people, too. It's been saving lives for many years. Yes. And actually, um, small veterinary uses, which they it's not for dogs, but small veterinary uses, they get it from the human pharmacy. So... Okay. Well, thank so you. That's, for that that's basically that's basically a dewormer, isn't it? Yes. It's yep. That's all there is to it. It's very very simple. Wow. Tastes terrible. Does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like to do some shout outs to Mike Hewins. Thank you for joining us. Richard Forza, Rome Migration. Thank you for joining us. He said, "Cast today, you never upset us." You're a very interesting and nice guy. Thank you for sharing that with us, Richard. You're Candy so Fowler is in the house. Hi there. Hi, Candy. Jim Mickelson's is saying the government don't want people to know about saving lives. Okay. And Shannon Lightwing says the government or Big Pharma, you know, which is actually a good point to raise, Shannon. Big Pharma is the people that don't want to save in lives. Mike Soros. Hi there, Mike. Thank you for joining us. Says, is all on a question and response. What is the topic? We're discussing randomness. Uh, how random is randomness? <laughs> well, random is as random does. What it is, we have uh, a variety of various diverse uh, subjects that we'll be discussing. So we're, we're actually not targeting on a particular theme. Like we began the show discussing superfoods. 
such as turmeric, garlic, mushrooms, and alkaline vegetables. Also, crystals and essential oils, Daisy. What can you tell us about them? What are the best ones to have of those that might enhance our lives? I am not an expert on crystals, but I have another COVID remedy um, is, is um, take a pot of water and boil it on the stove, cool it down, um, put a towel over your head and inhale that with oregano oil. It takes about six drops of oregano oil and that will kill the common cold it, and it makes you feel a whole lot better immediately. For legal purposes, remember, folks, we are not medical professionals. This is just folks sharing wisdom with each other, just talking, just talking. That's what we do. We, we don't claim to be professionals at all, ever, I don't believe. We do share, we do claim to share words of wisdom because we believe that our words are full of wisdom. That's why we share them. And also, uh, the final shout-out uh, to... Yeah, hi there, Shannon Light. We thank you for joining us. Josh Shimmers and David Wilkes. That's the shout-outs done. Uh, I, I will just brush over this by saying ideal incense that could enhance your life is lavender, sage, cedar, and also dragon's blood. And that's in incense. Essential oils can benefit you greatly, whether you realise this or not. And regarding crystals, I would say the number one crystal is black tourmaline, which actually diverts the frequencies of 5G and fluoride. It actually absorbs it, it takes it out, and it, it stops it from uh, affecting your life. 5G, I, which I is handed to uh, wear around your neck. I believe uh, uh, Shungite, I believe Shungite can do the same. Yes, you are right to believe that, Jim, because I'm just saying, if you want to go and buy crystal, go buy a black tall balloon. However, Shungite is also a winner. There are many winning formulas uh, in crystals that are winning for you. They will win the day for you. And black tourmaline and shungite is just two of them. There are many, too many to mention. And shungite is great because it can wrap for you. Shungite is, is, a, is a great wrapper. I mean, oh wait, no, that's shugnite. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you. What? I can, you know, you know, I can you know. um, tell you my favorite essential oils, if that is a good yeah. question. I like lemongrass and cinnamon, and I use them for a lot of things. Clove also. Okay. Shannon Lightwing says the government is only as honest as the most dishonest people within it. Absolutely correct. Shannon also says... Do you think that past life memories of different genders might have a bearing on the big wave of transgender individuals in the last couple of decades? Absolutely. Candy is responding by saying, yes, I think so. This is a theory held by others. It's very feasible, this theory, as well, Shannon. Thank you for raising this diverse question. It's something that we, I've never been asked, actually, on this show before. We could actually but do... It does have a bearing about different genders having past life memories. Um, what would you like to say? <clears throat> that you are a professional in, in this field? And actually, Possibly. yes, I am. Um, actually, no, I, I literally am a professional in this field. I am a doctor of metaphysics. And that's literally a doctor of metaphysics, you know? So, yeah. Um, more to the point on this, uh, Shannon, you're not, you're, you're not, you're not just right because you're my wife and I'm afraid to disagree with you for fear of bodily harm. But, uh, 
many cultures, especially older older cultures, talk about this in great great detail, from the Lakota to the uh, the uh, not the Hindi uh, the before the pre pre Hindu, Vedics Vedics yeah. So it's not just a matter of uh, past lives and whatnot. It's also a matter of the a matter of the rising feminine energy coming out of the earth. It's switching from what could politely be called from the animus to the anima. So that's another thing that plays into the into the uh, surge of trans urges. We'll say. I think that's polite. Yeah. So. Bradley. Uh, Bradley. Yeah. Getting back to the Shanghai, you want me to show them how? It yes, I do. Jim Andre will do a demonstration proving to you that the Shanghai holds an energy. Now this here is a regular homes meter. I'm going to take the uh, setting and I'm going to set it on uh, frequency setting. Mr. Wizard. Now, now when I touch when I touch the two electrodes to the Shanghai which is right here, you're going to hear a sound that it emits. Ready? It's not very loud, but you'll be able to hear it. That was uncomfortable. Mm. Oh, I don't like that sound. I think we found a Cassidy repellent. Oh, ow, ow. Hey Bradley, we got it made. We got a cast in every pellet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that does something to my temples. <sighs> well, this, you know, this is a stone I use in, in my healing sessions. Yeah, I was going to a lot of success with this. I was going to ask. And this is the only stone in the world that frequency as such. And the reason why it can do that is. Not only because it's Shungite, but it ha also has a f an element known as fullerene. And that's what gives it the ability to generate an energetic frequency. And the only place that this is found on Earth is in Russia. That's the original Shungite with the fullerene. There's also a Shungite you can get, and I believe it's in Colorado, but it doesn't have the element fullerene and it doesn't give out or emit the uh, energetic frequency. I have a question, if I may. Yeah. See, all, sure. I, all I know about crystal stuff is the purple one helps me heal stuff, and the black one helps me change stuff. So I, I have... Um, oh, that's, that's, that's my purple one. Here's my black one. I don't know which rocks they are. Shannon, Shannon could tell you she's been trying to educate me for 20 years, and it's just not working. Um, the audience can't see it, but so I have an organite with Shugnite with, uh, with whatever... With the black one, is there a reason why the different colored rocks are help me do things differently? And I'd like to add to that is um, I said black tourmalite, Jim says shungite. These crystals can enhance your life and protect you, even. And Candy Fowler says organite also is a winner, that's something you should consider purchasing. I've got uh, this well, is a know, crystal with uh, it's got metal inside it. Uh, I have this on my altar. Oh, yeah. 
But you know, I have two uh, crystals. <laughs> no, I don't really. I handled that quite well, actually. I don't know if you can see the emblem on there. It's the circle. Now, organized. And I also have this. Uh, this is a malachite stone, and if you look at it, you might be able to see the eye. There's an eye on it. I don't know if you can see it at all. Yeah. But it's actually yeah. the shape of a serpent's head. Okay. Now and it's well, okay, good yeah. really wash your hands after handling it because it is yeah. actually well, I, use, I use various uh, stones and crystals for healing. I also also use amethyst. Ah, excellent. Uh, but but what I what I would like to add to this is that you know uh, different uh, stones and crystals resonate differently with different individuals as well. As far yeah. as success in using it for whatever you want to use it for. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta actually try to figure out what resonates with you. Yeah. Cool. That's a very good point. See, that's not my area at all, even back home. Um, now on Organite, for those of you who are skeptics, you know, there's a lot of mumbo jumbo out there and like, hey, so you can buy this talisman for thirty nine ninety five and reach Nirvana. There's a lot of that out there. What I want you if you're skeptical of Organite. I highly recommend you look into the science of it and the history of the science. The, they had actually gotten organite technology to the point where they were building chambers that could literally reverse the effects of cancer. Unfortunately, all of that went to crap because World War II happened. And the same people that were using their materials to build fancy new science experiments had to build you know, bombs and bullets and such. And then after that, after World War II was the whole well, you know, all the spirit stuff is just nonsense. World War II, with, with the end of World War II came a great change in the way the elite talked to you. And that change came well, in the, the form. The elite, the elite <coughs> Germany had a cure for cancer. Yes, and involved. Way back when. Yes. And Way it was, back when, yeah. Uh-huh. And Organite was part of it. They started to research these old methods. Basically, we can thank the Thule Occult Society for this. They're not all bad, especially for you Hellboy fans. But uh, they started researching it because they wanted to know why these old superstitions held on so long. And what they found out was something in the way the materials interacted with each other created an energetic compound, which we know today as organite. You know? Right. I just noticed, Cassidy, you're not appearing on the show officially. Um, no, I am not. It's a ba Remember what we're still dealing... Okay, so this goes back to something that I wanted to ask uh, Daisy about. She mentioned that she's a targeted individual, and I would like her to explain that as someone who's targeted myself, but I'm going to... Uh, Y'all know me. I'll be, like, hissing and growling and spitting it. You're like, oh, I'll get them, my pretties. So Daisy's way better at talking to people than I am. Would you explain what targeted is? And then I'll, and then I'll continue with why I'm not on the show. Sure. In the end... Um, it, it comes off as um, a voice outside of you that is controlling certain aspects of your being. Um, telekinetic torture is, is a process. A lot of times that um, people who want to be shut up used to be targeted. Um, in 1974, voice to skull technology was accepted by the military. And Truth. this can be esoterically done, and it can be absolutely brick and mortar done to individuals, especially now with the advent of the 5G, it's much easier. Um, it's basically a foreign entity in you that you have to fight. Um, 
to do anything. And they use this heavily. I, um, they use this heavily with actually transgendered people. And I've wondered why Cass, do you know any, anything about that? Why they are targeted at a higher rate than everybody else? Actually I do. And, but first I'd like, before I go into that, I'd like to say targeting also extends to like legal means and things like that. It's, it's a yeah. nasty, nasty thing. Um, but yeah, that's, that's actually a big part of it as well. Now, one of the audience had said, so it is a duality. No, it's not a duality. It's a triskele, not quite the same thing. So you have masculine, you have feminine in spirit. Not, we're not bringing it into body, bringing this into bodies, you know, masculine mm -hmm. spirit, feminine spirit. And then you have the third spirit in between, you see? Mm -hmm. So part of what, well, one of the side effects of uh, what my people would call the Hayoka time is that more and more Hayoka, as in to use again my people's language, are born quite specifically because it's that that it's the balance point between, you see. So it is the between time right now, and if they can if they can control the belief structures and the minds of these young extraordinary extraordinary young people, then they can in fact keep the mother spirit down for a while, you know, in better times. You know, all these young people, they would have been heard, you know, they would have been heard. They would have been accepted as a holy third gender. And that would have solved a lot of issues. You see what I mean? But at the same time, there's a power in Hayoka. Now, I'm sure a lot of you have seen the have seen the whole, oh, it's the Hayoka, most powerful type of empath. B.S. But there is a power in Hayoka and it is in and it how it interacts with what's happening right now is that basically humans help help raise and level out the vibration all of you love and light crowd know this okay so if the in times like this if the shaman and whatnot are allowed to express and be in that holy third place then everything goes smoother okay but this is going to sound like feminist bullshit but it's not um the problem is that masculine energy is all about control that's 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 its blessing and its curse. Okay. This is not saying men are bad. So don't even go there. But masculine energy is about force. While feminine energy is about flow. Okay. When someone is in balance within their body, it helps their spirit balance as well. And that's when you start to see real magic happening. So the government and not the, not the government, but the people pulling the government strings, they do not want this to happen. Okay. See, these young people, they're going to change the world one way or another. So the enemy wants that to happen in, in his way. Control, power, fear. All right? And uh, so, yeah, it has a great deal to do with it. They target, the, they target these young Hayoka because they know if they can break these young Hayoka's hope, then they've got the future by the balls. And that is very easy to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, thank you, Brother Pesto. That's a very good point to raise. Explanation. Sorry if it was long. Also, the Druids, as well as myself, uh, like, we support um, LGBT. I think it's LGBTQ now. And, yes, uh, we believe, like, yeah, uh, everyone has a right to love, you know, as long as they're not harming anyone. That's what matters. Right. And this is something that, historically, nobody knows anything about. So you're going through this thing, and you literally think you're the only entity in the world that is going through this. And it was years before I knew that it was a targeted individual and um, heard other people's voices in it. 
Yeah, and they'll do that to you. They did the same thing to Yuri Geller. And for those of you who are interested in this kind of thing, the CIA has been declassifying documents according to the law. And it turns out, yeah, what she's talking about, they cop to it. It's right there. You know, it's just they expected people to go read it and go, oh, that's a nice science fiction. But it's not. Mm -hmm. Isn't it every 30 years they have to present disclosure of information that they have? 30, was it 50 60. Years? I think it's 60. 60 years. years, man. Yeah, but what makes me what makes what makes me laugh though is when they disclose a lot of information, they still got redactions. Yeah, 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 yeah. black highlighted in black. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that was quite interesting to talk about. Um, yeah, all governments are corrupt liars, says Richard Forza, Roma Grecian. Uh, oh, yeah, Shan sorry. Right. Um, yeah, Candy Fowler actually has raised a good point. Um, healing crystals of any sort. What she's saying is that a quartz crystal in the vicinity of the crystal that you wish to use actually offers power and enhances the power uh, using quartz crystals as well. And uh, yeah, organize pyramids with the chakra colors. That's what she's actually using at the moment. Mike Hewitt says there was a study done on L.I. lysine. In 2020, he believes it was, it's an amino acid and blocks the viral pathway. Apparently, it can prevent the onset, etc. And he's willing to send anyone the link if they wish to inbox him. Thank you for that, Mike. Nice, interesting bit of information there. Uh, Thomas has something to say. And uh, you're, you are right. I'm living hey yoka loka. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And uh, Mike Hughes was referring to L-lysine for COVID, if you have COVID. Vitamin C is also a good cure for COVID. It can help benefit you and heal you quicker. And uh, hi there, Celestial K Phoenix. Thank you for joining us. And uh, Thomas Lynch says, just as effective for corona is NAC. Take 1,200 milligrams each morning before other supplements. NAC, that is effective if you have corona. I just got over COVID. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Daisy here has also just got over corona, uh, the corona, and uh, yeah, she's handled it really well. You surfed the what, storm, what you, Daisy. What did you take? What did you take for it, Daisy? Um, through I did my oregano oil trick. Um, I was taking, and I don't like to, but I was so sick. Um, I was taking fever reducers because the fever. I had the fever for like nine days. Um, my sister, I, I would have to look on the bottle. She's the, she's the one who prescribed what we should be making, but it's called INFX and it's a, um, it's an herbal antibiotic. And, um, so I took that religiously along with zinc, vitamin C and my regular vitamins. Wow. Yeah. So, I, so yeah, you used your, did you do any research that what might help you or did you just know this information? My sister had is the one that does that. So we just oh, my dad my dad is actually down right now with COVID. So we couldn't we were very, very careful and I lived in a different part of the house, but it was very highly contagious and he got it too. Oh dear. Um is he okay now? He's he's gonna be okay. He's in this in the stage that I was in when they were just debilitating fevers. Um yeah. very, very unpleasant. But I don't think it warrants 
I, I wouldn't go get a vaccination still. No, well done. But I'm glad you wouldn't. Glad you wouldn't. Yeah, that's the right attitude. You're not doing yourself any harm by not getting it. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Candy Fowler says, I've had many lives as a man and I'm extremely feminine now. So you never know how it will swing. Exactly. Be who you are now. Right. <laughs> uh, Candy also says Moldavite is also a very powerful crystal, too. Yeah, par- I actually Celestial. can explain part of the reason for that, and that's because Moldavite is not native to this Earth. It was brought here by a, a, a meteor or a comet or something. So there's literally a very small amount of Moldavite, and there ain't going to be any more unless another comet from that part of the universe hits us. Interesting. Celestial K Phoenix says true magic is you, not external. That's right. Yes. Well, magic is all around us. However, magic is in us, and we are the ones who activate it with our will. And that's how magic manifests by tuning into the cosmos. Right. Think of think of crystals and things. Think of crystals and things like that. uh, Mantras, chants. Uh, verbal, all of these various spell things that people tell you you need to do to make a spell work, think of all those as like a tool, you know it provides you a fulcrum it provides you some leverage, you know but it's still your will making it work so anything you can do with a crystal, you can do with your own willpower yeah, that's a very good point Cassidy, thank you for raising that yeah, your will, the will of man the will of woman is very strong to be, believe it or not. And the cosmos does react to it. Candy says, a spectrum of colour holds so much power, so does colour. Yeah. A colour is also a reflection of who you are, of your characteristics, how you feel. Colour <laughs> is vibrancy. It emits a vibration. Shannon Lightwing says, different coloured crystals emit influence, different frequencies of energy. I believe it's a sub-molecular frequency energy, like using quartz crystals to run a watch. And Candy says, and quartz crystal amplifies the other stones and or its intentions. Thank you for sharing that. That's what I was just saying that. Yeah. Uh, Rosario Nasso says, I'm sorry, Brad, your show used to have much more substance. I'm out. Thank you. What? Uh, no, well, it has, so it's sharing substance right now. We share, we've been discussing superfoods, crystals, uh, a little bit of essential oils, but mainly crystals and superfoods, and uh, which is, will enhance your life. So actually, I think, I don't agree with you, actually, to be honest with you. Our show does have substance, substance, and the show isn't over yet either. Actually, if you're, watching, if you're watching the chat, she actually apologized right before you started saying that. It, yeah, it, there's, a, there's a slight delay, but it, she actually apologized before you mentioned that. Yeah, Rosario's really, really, Rosario's really cool. She's been, she's been a very, very long time fan since way before the show got popular. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for apologising, Viserio. Uh, Candy, is anyone familiar with Red Mercury? Are anybody on the panel familiar no. with Red Mercury? Nope. No, no we're not, Candy. Um, it sounds like it Darryl has weight Will, to it, though. Thank you for joining us. And uh, 
Jen Mickelson says he was tar Jen Mickelson says he was targeted by a dream builder program put on Mary Morrissey in a paint cone. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, there's a lot of bad. The dream builder program was good in a lot of ways, and there's a lot of people that helped, but there was a dark side to it, like most things. Yeah. Uh, Shannon says the universe is inherently chaotic. The dynamism of what drives energy and life, what keeps it from flying apart is the striving for balance. If true balance were ever actually achieved, the dynamic energy that literally drives everything in our reality would stall. That's an amazing thought. Candy I says, like would targeting be in unison with far infrared beings that feed off grief Frustration, pain, etc., like uh, the archons could be a prime example for that. Uh, I did have a guest uh, on the show. She was targeted after pin on the show. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, after? Uh, something. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, after? Tiffany Reynolds. Oh, yeah, Tiffany. Yeah. Like, she's a witch. She was pinned on the show, and then someone took a fire shot, fired a bullet through a window, and it hit the wall, broke the window. Uh, and left a bullet hole in the window, and uh, yeah, it, huh. it, it landed on the wall. Yeah, how amazing! She's moving there. Um, Candy says colloidal silver is really great for COVID. I used it for myself. How about that for a revelation? Colloidal colloidal silver is good for a lot of things. I saved the last bit of it that I had for my dad because <laughs> he was getting sicker than me. You guys suck. Colloidal silver will kill us dead. <laughs> That's how you kill a Cassidy. Give him colloidal silver. Yeah. 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 No, it should I've be. Actually, yeah, I've actually got the uh, device where I can, I can make it. I've got the silver rods. Yep. With the electric uh, console there. Yep. Wow. Note to self cool. do not make them angry. Yeah, and that is there's a name for that as well. You doing that, uh, alchemy? Yeah, I, I think that would qualify. Yeah. Wow, you're a wizard, Jim. You're <laughs> a Harry wizard. Yeah. Uh, David Nash said <laughs> he's still wondering about either metting for a cure. Seem a lot of people taking it, but don't know if they were healed or not. Thomas Lynch says colloidal silver is also crystalline it is crystalline shannon lightweight says crystals in many cases can be used like lenses to focus that willpower crystals can be used like lenses to focus that willpower that's food for thought yes. worth taking on board yes oh, another, another thing that's good for the body is alkaline alkaline absolutely jim oh, it's a winner that is definitely uh, thank you, Rosario. I accept your apology. Thank you for saying that. That's very kind of you. Jem Mickelson's case says, Candy Fowler, I send apologies for what I said. I was upset. Uh, yeah, he had a bit of an attitude, especially after your slight so bad. Basically, Candy Fowler, Fowler Jem Mickelson is apologizing to you on my show of his, uh, how he was out of character and he wishes to apologize. It takes guts okay, to apologize so, in person or in public. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Thomas Lynch says, NAC removes mercury from the liver. Thank you for sharing that. NAC removes mercury from the liver. Pilot Scott McClendon, thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, Jem is basically saying that dark side uh, co-worker who tried to buy his soul never bought his soul. That's right. Do not sell your soul. It's really not worth it. There is no amount of money that could uh, benefit you, really, if you sell your soul, really, when you think about it. Only in this realm, yeah, but not in the next realm. Shannon Lightwing says there's some doubt that red mercury actually exists. A lot of people think it's a hoax. Candy says, I've never seen it in person. I've seen videos that look like they would be hard to hoax, so I don't know. And Shannon says, NAC stands for N-Acetal Christine. Okay. And uh, Candy says, apology accepted, Jim. Josh, Candy has accepted your apology on Esoteric Hours. Whee! Thank you, Candy. Wow. And Potest says, could say my soul is not mine to sell. Yeah, that's a good way to point it. That's a good point. Is Damn your right. soul... Is it, do you have the right to sell your soul or is it not your soul to sell? That's a good point. And uh, yes, yeah, so I'm moving along now. Um, seven heavens and seven hells. Are there seven heavens and seven hells or are there more or less? What do you think, guys? I don't know. Numbers hurt my soul. As far as the soul, I think we have the right to do what we want with it for the simple reason that we paid for it upon death. Upon death, the debt is totally paid. Yes. Half I think the idea that you can sell your soul, and uh, this is just a believe I have no proof. You're not even from home on this one. But I, I think the idea that you can sell your soul is a trap. And then so once you think you've sold, you've sold your soul, you start go ahead and do nasty things because, well, you know, I'm already going to hell. I've already sold my soul. I might as well. Right. You know, but I mean, look at oh, every every story of someone who has sold their soul. The moral at the end of it is soul wasn't his to sell in the first place. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, uh, you know, if they do that for fortune and fame, I mean, uh, I mean, on the other end of the spectrum, is it also possible that uh, they could be blessed by the grace of God in the same manner? See, if I think if I were to sell my soul, I would get about tree fitty. <laughs> Demons would be like, I don't know about this, man. I don't... <laughs> uh, Candace had a okay. Candace had a question. I'd like to circle back to if you don't, if you don't mind. Because this could help okay. everybody. She wants to know why silver hurts people like me. And uh, at the risk of getting myself killed with a silver fork. Um, so the old stories about like silver being effective off of vampires and werewolves and, and, and spirits and such. The reason why that, that works is because silver conducts energy in a very specific frequency that is um, disruptive to energetic beings. Uh, the current, the current, and I just learned this a couple couple days ago, so I might be pronouncing it wrong, but the current word for us is emerther, and uh, what it is is essentially silver has a has a very very slight field around it that absolutely disrupts energetic beings. 
This includes demons. This includes ghosts. This includes, I don't know if it, if it includes Faye. I don't know about that. I don't know anything about that, but what I've heard in stories. <clears throat> That's why. And uh, that, I, that yeah. also includes, that includes uh, aliens. Uh, like the little greys, bank silver off their foreheads. Watch what happens. It's funny. But, you know, it just, that's something you guys can use that's not a psychic piece of nonsense if you're being targeted by, you know, spiritual force. Get yourself some silver. Uh, Shadow Light, where you says, we are just renting ourselves from this divine. Okay, that's a fair comment. And also, um, Poe Tess, hi there, Poe. She says that Dante had ulterior motives for his divine comedy, but well researched. Maybe not multiple heavens and hells, but multiple levels. When I said multiple uh, heavens and hells, I actually I think I should rephrase that. What I meant was there's seven realms of heaven and seven realms of hell, and you are allocated to whatever level depending on what you have brought to the table in this life while we're here. What have you done? Have you helped yourself? Have you helped others? What how your achievements and attributes that helped yourself and helped others? Seven realms of hell and seven realms of heaven. That's the question I, I should have uh, posed. That's what I actually meant. And what, what else would we say? Yeah, Jim, uh, Jim Mickelson is actually uh, very grateful uh, that you have accepted his apology, Candy, so I'm really pleased about that. And Scott McLennan says, a lot there sell their soul for fame and fortune. We all know that. Yes, uh, allegedly it has, it has been proclaimed. That's true. And Shannon Lightly says, I think there's that less actual selling of soul and more rationalising immoral or unethical decisions to achieve their said fame and fortune. Yes. And uh, I'd like to uh, yeah, share this with you. And we, we are, as we know, we take fluoride is in the water, we've got toxins in the food, chemtrails with their barium and, and aluminium and other substances that are toxic for us to breathe in. And all of this, uh, and there's also graphene oxide in, uh, in the, it is in the vaccine. I mean, that's what they're saying, and that's what it is. I've seen the ingredients, it's graphene oxide, it's in the vaccine. A lot of people don't know what it is, so they're not really bothered by it. But some of the attributes that we've been blessed with that we are not activating because of all these substances that we're taking, uh, that we shouldn't be having in our body, is remote viewing, telekinesis, tele telepathy, mind reading, levitation, teleportation, hypnotism, spiritual... You could be a spirit reader. Some people know how to activate their Merkabah style, although it's not something that they would share with others. It's clairvoyance, clairaudience, which Daisy is familiar with. And, um, yeah, and it's not technology. It's it's in you. It's, it's psychic. And it, it stems from the psychic uh, avenue, if you like. And, Daisy, you've been blessed with clairaudience, you're saying. What, yes. what does that actually mean? What does that entail? It means that I can decipher other um, other concepts and whatever somebody is telling me through, I, I actually envision words. I hear the words and then I envision them. So concepts yeah. and ideas can be, can be transferred and understood. 
yeah you can know without knowing you can know the know you can like like it's like you knew you've known all the time but you don't remember how you learned something you just know you feel confident as well that you're you are right and uh yes yes spirits can talk to you when you hear voices don't think you're going crazy or going mad you might actually have a spirit at the end of the line trying to connect with you they can present thoughts within your mind that you may know they're not your faults say images in your mind that you know you didn't put there and he's just trying to help you send you a message trying to guide you all kinds of things admittedly there are demonic ones as well and like if you ever come across a demonic spirit then you should like research and think of a way to actually remove that some people say the lord's prayer jesus christ as well and then jesus christ is known to repel demons some light light forms of uh structure of, of, of uh, banishment does work with Jesus Christ the Lord's Prayer or you might need a banishment spell you know you might go deeper than that but in general yeah and like we all, all of us could fall victim to being to, to spirits to commune with us or for demons to interact with us it could just happen uh, we don't know why people are targeted but they are and like they are genuine in many cases the alternative view is they are all schizophrenic and the brain is talking to them using its own voice. Your brain's talking to you. You're doing it to yourself, which is quite difficult. Yeah, it's a struggle. Because I'll tell you why it's a struggle. When you're talking to yourself using words that you have to Google from the dictionary, you know, mm -hmm. you think you would know them, don't you? Know what the word means. So, but that's you know, just a psychiatrist's point of view. Another thing to consider is the, the, the government itself with their intrusiveness and their secret programs. How do we know that they're not using their technology to uh, to do that to us or certain individuals? And 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 that means how do you decipher what is what is uh, natural and what it isn't? Because sometimes, Jim, you get a feeling your in, your intuition uh, kicks in. Your intuition is like a compass for the soul, and it kicks in. And your intuition can pick up on the most amazing of things that you didn't know it could, and you can pick up a feeling. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, someone... get, the government, the government can do that to an extent where it'll drive somebody mad and they'll commit suicide or they'll commit a crime they would normally wouldn't commit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. There's actually a very yeah. I can't deny what they're saying, Jim. There's actually a simpler answer to all of that that is staring humans in the face. Basically, if you're if you're doing right, what you know is right. Okay, I'm not talking about people who go crazy and axe murder chickens. I'm talking about like if you're doing what you know to be right at all times, then does it matter if you're in a simulation? You know? Just do what you know to be right in your heart. And sometimes... Yeah, but, uh, I mean, when you... But, the, but then if you get to an, uh, uh, an area where you're being uh, compromised by an outside force, whether it be a, a natural type entity, spirit, or demon, or the government itself, I mean, what that kind of like changes the playing field. But is, yeah. that, is that really any different than waking up naked in front of a hungry bear? It, it doesn't matter what the threat is. That's external. What I'm saying is keep yes. your keep your compass right internal. Okay, then it doesn't matter if they're pulling a mind right, fuck yeah, on well, you. A lot of, yeah, but a lot of people when they experience something like that, that's the last thing on their mind. 
<laughs> right. To keep their inner compass. And, well, and you know, their, their internal <laughs> compass. <laughs> that's, that's why the we're teaching. Why they're doing it to throw their compass off to begin with. And that's why sure. we're part of what we're doing is teaching people how to access their Merkaba. Because the only way you can access your Merkaba is by you know, going inward and being at one with yourself. So the, so the process of guiding you to your higher self frees you from all that stuff by making, it, by making that calmness your first reaction instead of your last. And that's, why they, that's one of the reasons why they're trying to debunk all of this. You know? Yeah. There's no right, one right spirituality that has the answer. But, you know, all roads lead to the source eventually. You know? Mm -hmm. I, I have learned that uh, there are rituals that you can perform which actually can elevate your Merkabah star. Yes. Although I haven't got my hands on the rituals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. You know. Really? It's not like they're a secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's an occultic uh, book, quite rare, actually. Mm. I actually see it, uh, and, uh, yeah, but I missed out on it, and, like, it's, it's coming around again. Nope, so I will get that book. Next time, I, next time I see some information on it, I'll forward it to you. But, yeah, there's actually an entire, uh, an entire literally a 24-hour regimen of ritual, rituals. The more you complete, the better off you are. But, you know, um, like, for example, basically... What these rituals do is they link your body's biorhythms up with the lunar cycle, which is incredibly good for you. But it's all about your biorhythms. Right. And that is what the occultic library does. It's full of rituals that will enhance your life. And like Cassidy said, it will connect you to the moon. There are frequencies in the cosmos that we can't see that these rituals can tune you into. And like, uh, there's a God frequency, I believe, as well where you can plug in and yourself in and then you'll start resonating energy and information even as well as uh, your sense of well-being and all that kind of stuff and like i'm high on life i'm saying i'm high on life myself so is jim some people don't need uh, to take anything you know to be high on life you know life is a gift i'm not depressed i don't suffer with yeah, uh, the very the very first traumatic experience uh, we experience is birth itself. Yep. Birth in a way is very much like death. Mm -hmm. You come into traumatic. This... Yeah, we we don't have we don't recollect it. We don't have a, we don't recall it, but it's traumatizing. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, it's traumatizing enough to erase the memory. There are people who can who can remember all the way back in the womb, but even they like I don't remember birth. You know, I remember, you know, these people will remember, not me, Kat, not, not me, but they'll say, I remember, you know, the, the freak out after birth. I remember the comfort before birth, but I don't remember that part. What would you, what would you do if I told you that I can remember going on a picnic with my father and coming home with my mother? I think you told me that story before and I was amused and amazed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can only be amused and amazed, yeah. That's amazing, and that's not impossible. I couldn't say it's impossible. Well, I'd like to just add what Scott McLennan said, that he agrees that uh, there's a trace secret about graphene oxide, which can be manipulated. It, I would suggest to anyone watching, uh, research graphene oxide, just for your own peace of mind, really. And you'd be amazed, actually. Uh, and, it, and like research the ingredients of a vaccine as well, you might be surprised. There, and, is, um, there, is, there is one thing, though, as Scott goes on to say, uh, 
I'm going to tell you guys I'm not trying to be a bully or tell you I know better and you don't. Uh, I've tested the graphene content of, of you know, with the COVID with my own hand and my own body. There's no connection. The uh, graphene in the body does have effects when, when activated by sound, but not the COVID's got nothing to do with that. It's, so, yeah, but it hasn't been activated by sound. It's, it's not been activated yet. Even I, even if you put it in your body, it hasn't been activated, so it won't cause you any disturbance. That, that's what I'm saying. Activated. I tested the sound when waves on my own act- body. So that, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You know, I expose when, when myself to it. When it will be activated, then you'll know, that you'll know it's been activated. I reckon you would. Or you might not even know it's been activated. That's possible as well. Thomas Leach says, my spirit, which is omnipresent, you are the way. Thank you for sharing that. Your spirit is omnipresent. Yeah, and I'm an omnimist. I believe there's an element of truth in all religions. What do you think, Daisy? Absolutely. Element of truth in all religions. Therefore, if there's an element of truth, that means there's elements of lies, which means that those truths become half-truths, and the half-truths then make some lies. Is that right? No, it's not right. But I've been told that it is right, because it is right, yet it's not right. It depends on how you perceive what your the information you're taking in. But it does have a point that half half truth is there therefore a lie. That's a good point that was right. Yeah. Which there is no one truth. You know. There is no one truth, no, that's right. And there's hidden truths, more than one truth. And there's everyone's de- perception of truth as well. Indeed. Oh, uh, yeah. Scott McLennan says, any good books on creating spells that you'd recommend? You can actually Google, you know. Uh, go to Amazon, and there are loads of books on spells. And, uh, yeah, read through them, because it, it, I don't want to pick a path for you. You need to pu- choose a path that you resonate with. And I would suggest you look, because you've got uh, various paths that you can choose from the occultic or esoteric library that will benefit your life. But it depends. You might want to walk a druid path, the path of a witch, path of a necromancer, if you wish to some demons. The spells, though, witches are books. Witches, grimoires, they're called. Books of grimoires. Books of spells are called grimoires. And uh, witches have loads of them, which they believe actually do work. I can recommend a few books. Um, this is going to sound oddly self-serving, but I recommend Skeins of Fate Earthbreaker by Cassidy Dunning. Um, <clears throat> I, I may have some have had something to do with writing that. Now, in all seriousness, what I did when I was writing it is I put everything in there you need to know. Um, everything I went through, but without, all the, without, without the, the hard training. Uh, it goes through multiple paths through the character's own eyes so that anyone who wishes to can begin to practice by mimicking what the characters are, are going through and, and doing inside with their own spirit. It was my first attempt at reaching out to your world. Anything by Dolores Cannon also. And I mean anything. Like if she like scribbled something on a, on a piece of paper someday. Yeah, get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is rated quite high in the paranormal world. Thomas Lynch, no, as a spiritualist as well, Thomas Lynch uh, says, no doubt when Elder Brother Jesus says he is the way of the truth and the life, he means each, each individual must become the way of the truth and the life. That's what he's suggesting. Robert LaVenture says, the COVID, hi there, Robert, thank you for joining us. The COVID vaccine could very well be a form of government mind control. Absolutely. 
Well, if so, they did a piss poor job at it. Well, it's allegedly it's something they that I should be smart did it as well, which is hard to detect. Uh, Potes says, I read somewhere that there are seven opposite virtues, love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness, perseverance, and abstinence. They are all good for balance. Yeah, these are uh, false feelings, emotions that you should tune into, frequencies that you should tune into and apply to yourself. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, perseverance, abstinence. They are all good for balance. Thank you for that, Poe. Oh yeah, Candace, thank you. Uh, Dion love Fortune. Is the, love, love is the love is the answer. That's the positive yeah, energy. Uh Shannon mentioned she got started with Gerald Gardner. Uh Candace says Dion Fortune is a great author to introduce yourself to witchcraft. That's funny you should say Gerald Gardner, because Gerald Gardner was mentioned to me by Jim and off the top of his head. And actually, I had a little look at Gerald Gardner, and he is very viable for retrieving information from, to be honest, regarding uh, the occult. You know? Well, as Shannon recommends, it might yeah, well, no, for my own safety. Uh, a, the father of Druids, I think he was called, the father of Druids. He's a, he's a, uh, a dark man with a white hair. Um, yeah, the father of Druids, which is quite appealing. I think it was Druid. And Candy says, even if it is a simulation, it's one we are involved in. So it all matters. And of course it matters because life is a test. The school of life is the hardest school in the universe to be part of. School of life. Well said. And Scott McLennan says, agree and controlled by the graphene oxide, which hasn't been activated yet. That's right. It hasn't been activated. So you couldn't, it's very difficult to detect in your body hi there bobby stoykevsky thank you for joining us hey hey bobby oh, bobby's on board hi bobby yes dr thomas lynch says the most good we can do for all brothers and sisters across the world is to face our own self-deceptions that's right yeah recognize yourself recognize who you are make some changes that you think will benefit your life Yes, Candace, Dion Fortune was associated. I know, I know. Don't you think? I feel it. Dion Fortune was associated with the Golden Dawn. Yes, I'm aware. Yeah, every, that doesn't invalidate be, him, though. Anyone bees. Anyone can, anyone can be king for a day, but then go to the mirror and see what that man has to say. Bobby Stoykevsky sends his regards to the show and everybody, but his internet won't allow him to stay tuned. I was shame. And, uh, yeah, and regarding facing your own deception, Shannon says, face them, accept them, and grow beyond them. That's right. We have all had the ability to change or be stay set in our ways. Setting our ways is a condition. Don't allow that to happen to you. you. We can change at any time, every day, every week, every month. We can change a little bit about ourselves if we wish to, if it resonates with us. And Scott McLennan says... Did you hear that CERN found a new particle particular the other day, new particle the other day? No, we didn't. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Did you know, Cassidy? Actually, I had not heard that. That one slipped by me. Good job, guy. 
Yeah, Jim. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't mean to miss uh, some of uh, some of uh, some of what you're posting is is uh, I'm struggling with. So I, I miss them when I struggle with what they're trying to say. What they're presenting to me, I struggle with them sometimes. Um, what did you say yeah, about CERN, Bradley? Yeah, a new particle has been discovered. So we're looking to that in the week, actually, and bring that up on the next show. Mm -hmm. What is this new particle? They're looking for the God's particle. So what is this new particle that's been discovered? What are they calling it? Yeah, I'd like to know, too. Um, the Higgs boson, they, the reason why they call, part of the, re, okay, the reason why they call it the God particle is because the Higgs boson is a theoretical particle that could, again, theoretically, expand into into a big bang type scenario and they're not wrong also cassidy the god particle could is the flower of life that connects all of us together could that be considered the god particle as well yeah see that's one of the creepy things is when you analyze the uh, higgs boson particle it looks like a flower of life and they're doing everything they can to not acknowledge that so, yeah, I think you're dead on the money there, bro. Potes, you are welcome to discuss quantum psychology with us. We are familiar with quantum psychology, believe it or not. But Daisy, are you familiar with quantum quantum psychology? Quantum physics? Quantum yeah, yeah, Candy says that as well. Feel free, Poe, to fire away with your question or your information that you'd like to share. Jem says, learn the music. I said, that's the devil speaking. If you can figure it out, the oldies are the ones to hear. Communication breakdown be the ringing from the universe. Everything is disguised. Thank you for sharing that, Josh. I don't think anyone's got any thoughts on that. Yeah. <laughs> Candy says, Dion Fortune is a great author to introduce yourself to witchcraft. And Shannon Lightwing says, I will get started on Gerald Gardner. Well done. And I'd like to hear your perception of Gerald Gardner because I am reviewing it. I am considering buying uh, one of his uh, grimoires because, it, I, you know, he's, a, he's claimed to be a father. Or I don't think he's, been, he's claimed to be a father. I think it's been claimed that he is a father. Mm -hmm. so, so I find that quite interesting. I've never read him, but I have to say this. Now, it... it it was Shannon was the one who who taught me the difference between light and dark magic and and how to not how to not be an apex predator, um, but she learned that from Mr. Gardner, so for what that's wow. worth, you know, it was basically his words through her that got me off that path. Really, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So Shannon has been uh, yes has got started on Gerald Gardner already. <laughs> Yeah, yeah like we were like 16. <laughs> Shannon, I'd like to hear your views on Gerald Gardner, to be honest. And uh, Candy says, Dion Fortune was associated with the Golden Dawn as well as others. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Scott McClendon says, thanks. Uh, he says, Thomas Lee says, Brother Cass, I really look forward to your books. You and Shannon are magnificent and souls who are really alive, deserve praise. Because even when having a death, they are becoming. Thank you for sharing that. No, Thank you for sharing bro. that, Tom. Shannon Lightweek says, no theory is wrong until it is proven wrong. Very good point. How about that? Thank you, Candy. 
Yes, I knew I wasn't right, but I couldn't, didn't know how to correct myself. Something I said, <laughs> Gerald Gardner is the father of Druids. That's wrong, but it, it felt wrong what I was saying, but I couldn't think of the right answer. The right answer says, is Candy, you're saying he's the father of Wicker, isn't he? Yes, he is. Bang on 100%. Gerald Gardner is the father of Wicker. That is the right answer. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Scott McLennan says a new form of tetraquark. Oh, Bobby says deep topics, beautiful. Cass, Cass's voice sounds sad. Are you sad, Cass, today? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they didn't hear that. My mic yeah. was off. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. No, I, I get a little sad because uh, before Shannon helped get me off on that path, I was a very, very bad person. To put it in Marvel terms, I have a lot of red in my ledger. So I don't like thinking about the person I used to be, but I don't run from it either. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> And um, Potess says, great fun. Source on quantum psychology is quantum psychology book by the late great Robert Anton Wilson. He's the ex-editor of Playboy, Illuminati and Tom Leary researcher. Robert Anton Wilson. Uh, he's an ideal source to study a little bit of quantum psychology. And, yeah. Jem says uh, the COVID vaccine could very well be form of government and mind control. And Jem's or Josh is responding by saying, I believe in a way it's to hold souls to the earth, never make it home and to space as we be aliens first before humans, like no, like how who made Stonehenge, the pyramids, such precise degrees. He's saying that they don't want our souls to, uh, ne to never make it to our home in space, which, you know, is a very point. The vaccine cannot do that. I want to lay some of your guys' fears on that. I'm not saying go get the vax, but they have not been able to affect the telomeres of your DNA to the point where they can't regenerate. They're trying, don't get me wrong, but that's why you're getting these boosters after boosters after boosters. It's not just a money grab. They have to keep your DNA twisted up. But at the end, at the each side of your DNA, you have an organ called a telomere, and its job is to keep your DNA structure proper and they've not been able to stop the telomeres. So that's good news. Well, the bottom so line is, says, uh, there, hasn't been enough, there hasn't been enough research on the vaccine. So technically, no. whoever gets it is, uh, is actually a guinea pig. Yeah, this is not a vaccine. Yeah. This is a kind of inoculation, but it right. is not a vaccine. Right. It does not prevent transmission. Exactly. Exactly. That's very, I was going to bring that up, and that's a very good point, Cassidy. It does not prevent transmission, so therefore it shouldn't be called a vaccine. But, it can, but it can save your life. It can save your life, though. i got to say that. It uh, can? Yes, actually. It really, really, truly can. The way, the way, wow. it, wor the way it works is it gets, uh, gets your, own your body's own personal cells to thicken their cell walls so that the COVID can't get one of the little spiky prongs through. Now, that's great. But the reason why it doesn't stop COVID 
from breeding and populating, which is where the infection comes from, is because if the, code, if the, if the virus can't feed on you, it'll just feed on the other organisms in your body, which the vaccine does not protect from, you know? And so, so it does... The vaccine destroys your immune system. Oh, yeah. Because it's, which is not wrecks it. It absolutely wrecks it. I'm not saying there's not consequences. But when it comes to COVID, COVID itself is a real some bitch. It can kill you very, 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 very badly. Your chance of death is like 0.03%. You know, this is going to be an embarrassing time just to explain to our grandkids. Yeah, we all went crazy over something that's less lethal than the cold. But for now, whatever. That being said, it is a terrible way to go. It is excruciating. You know, and whether you like it or not, what they're calling, the thing they're calling the vax does literally reduce the, the volume of fluid that builds up in your lungs so it can save your life. So, but that being said, it's not going to stop you from getting COVID. It's not going to stop you from suffering. It won't stop you from dying. It'll give you a better shot. But this... It's like we said, folks, and you heard it here on this show before anyone else. I'm not even bragging. You can go looking back at the original shows before the even before this was even called a pandemic. You know, when this was just, hey, that new Chinese flu. You came to this show and you asked us what's going to happen. And like we said, the virus isn't the problem. That's the tyranny that people are going to use the virus to commit. That's the problem. You know. And yeah. that's. That's where we're at. Yeah, Bobby, it's, it's Bobby Storkevsky says, I won't let you travel if you have, uh, the, if you haven't got it. If you haven't got the vaccine, they won't let you travel. Candy says she thinks the vaccine may have sold them, saved her mum's life. She See? still got the virus, but it was a much lighter case than she expected. See? That's why Bleeding Violence Studios, we never shame you if you got the virus. A lot of people will, or they shame you if you don't. They shame you. We don't play that tribal game. You do what's right yeah, for you. Neither do we. Daisy's had the virus, and we haven't shamed her. Exactly. Yeah, I, I meant all of us. I meant all of us, not just, yeah. you know. Yeah. Thomas yeah. Lynch says... Right, guys, I got I to jump, jump off of you. So I'll, I'll catch up with everybody later, okay? Be safe, brother. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, thank you for your time. Yeah, and Daisy's our guest, so we need to ask her some questions. I don't know if you can think of any. Um, I've got plenty. I will say one before you say anything. I just want to say, Shannon said one of the. It, uh, it might be more accurate to say that Gerald Gardner is one of the big reasons for neo-paganism. Wicca is actually much, much older. So, okay, yeah, so Cassidy, do you want to interview Daisy Lineaton? Actually, yes, I do. So first thing I want to start with is I want to go back to that targeted thing because there's a lot more targeted people that will admit, and I believe that your story can help. So how did it start? Um, it started with me landing in some legal trouble. Um in that I was doing some soul searching and writing and I discovered that there was a, another voice that was in my, it was in my head. And as the, the voice could predict things that were going to happen in my, in my future. 
And so it was, it tampers with the way that you interact with the world because it can completely shut you off if if that is part of it. Um, taking my words when I'm speaking, taking my words is something that um, I've suffered after this. Um, the way that I think is has suffered um, because of this, but it's um, very hard for me to explain. Um, when I talk about it, I do get some some feedback in in my body. Um, they can they can cause pain signals and stuff. I'm pretty used to them. By, I'm pretty used to them now. But they can. You're not supposed to talk about it. And um, so I I was a little reluctant, but I am also to a point where it's settled down for me, and I feel like I could help somebody else. See there, you said the you said the operative word there. You're not supposed to talk about it. Why do you think that mm-hmm. is? Yeah, you know, I know some of the people in the audience dealt with an abusive family where silence was the vehicle. You think it's yeah, something similar absolutely. here? Absolutely. There's and and then it brings you to like my legal trouble. Um, it it's embarrassing. So you you are withdrawing yourself from the world. Um, and it further isolates you to tell you basically what you think or what you don't think. And I think that it's a, an interrupt, interruption mechanism for any, any flow that you were talking about women being more flow, the, the energy from the earth, you're cut off from a lot of things. And in, in that is, um, it's, it can really cause you to not have an outlook on the world they can some people they get in there and they say i'm god and make people act in that way um yeah that was never that was never done with me but oh good because that's that, that part sucks demons and devils and that is because you give them strength and power when you talk about mm-hmm. them especially by none and yeah, this, I mean, for a lot of times it would be one for one. If I would tell my family something about what was happening with me, I would feel physical pain in my body. Um, it, excruciating pain sometimes they can do. Um, I call, you get, you, you grow um, terminology um, from wherever you get it. But the statisized knee, um, knee being the fifth element, um, that's what it felt like. It felt, it feels like everything is um, burning you with static electricity and it does, it does hurt and it's a slower thing, but um, I don't experience, I haven't experienced that for about two years. So that's wonderful news. Yeah, very much so. So would you, would you, could you go into like how you've survived, you know? Like what? What have you done? How, how have you managed to not get slammed into some kind of asylum or something? How have you navigated um, this? Um, I write a lot. I write down my perceptions, which is like somebody was saying, does it matter if there's a simulation? It really doesn't. So all you can do is is <laughs> move from the place that you're at because these people are invisible. That you, um, there is scalar technology used and i haven't had an attack from that in probably four or five years and that is truly debilitating but once you get over the pain signals and the and the intrusion 
Um, you just need to know what you think about things. Is there somebody still inside that is that is a thinking, living organism? And you, it, it teaches you to interact with yourself um, and, and you hang on that because it's, it, um, sometimes you can really feel like everything is external and everything is um, against you, basically. And those, see right now, I, I'm, I have many thoughts and they have taken me down to this. And it gets different and it, and it changes. Um, I can tell right now I am not supposed to be talking about this. Candy says, I was wondering if there's a connection between targeting and the far infrared beings that feed off of our pain, frustration, confusion, strife, etc. Like pain and anguish, sorrow and despair, Absolutely. there are others as well. But yeah, there are energies that feed off that. We manifest loose from that. And they encourage us to think and feel and have those thoughts of those emotions. They encourage yeah. it. Yeah, it all boils down to these nine, ent nine entities. Nine? Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> That's basically, uh, as far as the, the people will, will talk about like the, the Dukes of Hell or the, 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 the Generals of Heaven or whatever. There is a hierarchy of energetic beings and essentially everything, all the strife that's happening on our planet right now is essentially and is emanating from 18 beings that are both tugging the world in two different directions. Uh, essentially, you have a, a dark side, you know, like all, you know, Sith, and you can imagine Darth Vader if you like. I know I do. And that's where what Brad is talking about with the Archons. And then you also have nine individuals of the light, and that job is a little harder, you know. Yeah. Personally, I think they all need to go away and leave the planet alone. Yeah, they don't benefit mankind at all. Their sole purpose, they despise mankind, and their sole purpose is to feed off our negative energy. Well, that's the nine dark ones. The nine light ones are a little bit different. Yeah. But still, they need to go away. Or they need to just come on down to Earth and manifest and see what they're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. There's a song that I really, really love that, that explains the entire situation, you know? And specifically the verse, you know, from a distance, you look like my friend, even though we are at war. And then it goes into God is watching us from a distance. Oh, I like that very much. That's what it's called, Cat today, because that's down on my playlist. Yeah, it's called From a Distance. The thing is, is everybody thinks it's a song about how God's got everything. But no, really pay attention. What the song is saying is... Uh, they got no idea what's going on down here. God is there. God loves us, but we're on our own right now. And that's kind of true. If you think of God as like the all loving, you know, grandpa with a big white beard, then yeah, it's kind of true. You know, uh, the sky crew, the ex, the ETs, the, the, the Ebens, all of that crap. They do not understand the human condition. You must be born here to understand. Hence the Ashtar. I mean, shit, I was born here 43 years ago, and I still don't understand. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. 
Those are those are some pretty good coping mechanisms. D, did you find this is that mid-level process, or it could be either. Which is there was a movie soundtrack, a little soundtrack. I can't remember who sang it. I want to say Meredith Brooks, but I don't think that's right. Mm. So, did you find that this, like, how has this affected your personal life? Um, it it takes apart the relationship with yourself so that when you build it back, you know every facet. Um, it's been not enlightening for me, but I'm overcoming some of that and able to see that it is it is something that they're teaching me. Um, my coping mechanisms are wonderful. I can take a hell of a lot of pain. Um, it it kind of changes the way that you interact with yourself. And like the pain um, threshold, there is, I used to take tons of pain medicines and stuff because I have, um, I had a ruptured kidney and um, scapula and it was continuous pain, but I had to rise above and because my job was breaking horses. And so I'd ride three, three to five colts a day and be just wrecked by the evening. And now I've gotten off of all of my, everything that I was on, um, that was, that it, I had, I abruptly stopped it and got very, very sick and the whole nine yards. But I feel that this experience caused me to be strong enough, um, to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. And now my whole body, the way that it interacts with pain is completely different than it ever was. Yeah. Candy Fowler says, has there always been this presence inside of us? Inside of you is your spirit. When your spirit's in your body, it's your soul. There is darkness and light in you, but it's up to you whether you activate it or not, really. It's in us all. The darkness, he says, will protect us because we will fight to defend our family, our community, Mm -hmm. our country even. Mm -hmm. And you could call that darkness uh, sometimes evil, you know, it's there to sell, it's, it's to protect us. Mm-hmm. But in general, like we, you know, you must learn who you are, what is right and what is wrong and what you resonate with. But outside of us is good spirits and bad spirits. And uh, you have to re- try and recognize that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, try to tune into good ones if you wish to tune into it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that gets into yeah. defining good and bad, but that's that's between you and yourself and um wait, me, myself and I, you, yourself and why? Yeah. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Shannon Lightman says God doesn't micromanage. <laughs> that's ultimately a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you for sharing that with us, Daisy. Yeah, we like to know about you actually. You're quite an interesting character, to be honest with you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Lynch says, uh, there's been some glorious explanations. That's good. Uh, glad we came through. Potest says, Piers Anthony, Incarnations of Immortality and Eternity Book. He said that God is too busy reflecting upon self to fully assist us. That's what he's saying. So thank you for sharing that with us, Potest. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you, everyone, for joining the show, actually. Um, Jim Mixon says, I feel God and devil are one, being God's the devil, you know. 
that's right. Some people believe God and the devil are one. Some people believe they're connected by yin and yang. And some people believe they're two separate entities or energies. Well, if you believe that all are one, then um, you've got bad news, right? I mean, it's just if you believe that all are one, then yes, you, God has to be the devil. And so do we. And so do you. And you are me. Mm -hmm. And I am we. And I'm going to stop right there. It'll go on forever. Well, yeah, so uh, we, we've been on an hour and a half. Um, yeah, so basically we are coming to the end of the show now. It, it was a pleasure to be here, share esoteric intellect with you, uh, information which may benefit your life. And we hope that you tune in and take on board what we say and even research some of it because you will see that our words are binding and like we're very careful what we say because we don't want to share bad information with you. We want to share the truth and that's what we're all about. Well, I have more questions. Is it possible to do a Daisy Part 2? Yeah, it, you know what? I was thinking that. I was thinking Daisy has got to come back because she hasn't said a lot, and I think Daisy should come back, actually. If I'm able to write out some stuff before, I'll do it. Well, we yeah, can. Yeah, we'd like to yeah. know a little bit about Daisy. It's hard for me to, to well, navigate. Well, Shannon is a, is a literal like not retired, but she was a literal reporter. She can write up a write up like a like an interview queue for you if you don't mind or if you want. Ooh, that would be uh, yeah, that would be wonderful. Sweet. Something like that. So my my thoughts. Uh, thank you. Poe thank you, Daisy. Gives you a hug. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. And oh yeah, thank Jim said thank you for having me as a guest. I have lots to share, but not enough time. It's on our side, right? Thanks for having me as a as a watcher. I respect you all. Thank you for that, Josh. That's very kind of you. Uh, Thomas Lynch says, no capacity for love means dissolution. Dissolution. Yeah, thank you for that, Thomas. Um, yeah, so we're going to close the show. Uh, we're going to have Daisy back, and we're going to be asking Daisy lots more questions, actually. And we'll be asking Jim more questions as well, because he didn't get to talk that much. But anyway, Sorry. it's a pleasure to have you all here. Thank you for watching the show and tuning in. If you've got any questions, if you'd like to carry the show on, we can carry on for another 10 minutes. It's not a problem. It's up to you. Thank you guys for being gentle <laughs> and for all of your wisdom. Thank you for being my friend. <laughs> yeah, Candy says, great show, Daisy, and to you guys as well. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, Candy actually and Terry Settle said that me and Jim are quite handsome guys. Oh well that's pretty kind of you. <laughs> yeah, you're but not we're all handsome. Oh, beautiful <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are there, Cash. Put your head back on. Yeah, no, 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 that's a Side effect what? of being this tall is that my joints do not like it. So I have to crack my neck a lot, crack my back a lot. That's why I move my head so much during the show. People made comments I look like a bobblehead. It's because of my neck. I'm not trying to be weird or anything. I just I have to keep moving or it starts to, it starts to you know. Side effect of mild gigantism. Hmm. And uh, Thomas Lee says, love you, brother, power, and all blessed friends here. Yeah, thank you for that, Thomas. That is very kind. Yeah, we class you all as our friends, as our team, your team. You're working with us, not for mm -hmm. us. You're a team that works with us, helping us to share the truth and words of wisdom that will awaken other people from the slumber. That's what we do. Jeremy's saying it's all in the music. 
and uh, yeah, he has lots of information on that. Uh, do we all create our own reality? Break the grid from the matrix? Yes, but there's something there that I think everyone needs to understand. Like people like it, like the spiritual part of that, you're a creator, you create your own reality. They like that part and then they try and then it fail and then they lose hope. You, you guys must understand something. When you're creating your reality, you're jostling with 7 billion other people all trying to create reality. You must be true to yourself and rise above that sea. Oh my god, they're not coming for you, Cassidy, are they? No, I, just, I live right across the street from Shar's Hospital, so every time there's an anything. Oh no, no, don't be, it saved, it saved her life. The state of, uh, state of Colorado went out of their way to get us this place. And it's, okay. the fact that they're right across the street has saved her life multiple times. Mm. How is she? She is doing really good, actually. Um, good. Yeah. Oh, she just had her second uh, her second COVID test again today. Still negative, so she oh, she did get it herself too. How was that? Did, how'd that go? It went very well. Did she get very sick, or she got the sniffles. That was basically it. Really? Yeah, she got lucky. She got hit with that mild one. You okay, know. wonderful. Yeah. Now the rest of us weren't so lucky. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm not supposed to say this because uh, because of YouTube, but uh, I don't care. They're called monoclonic antibodies. They work. They work so well that the government is literally stopping shipment of them and is stopping the production so that everyone else who needs monoclonic anti and monoclonal antibodies for every other illness is not getting what they want. They are terrified of monoclonal antibodies because that's how well they work and Char's proof. Mm. Me and Ray, point of fact, damn near died. Shard just got the sniffles. Huh. But when I was the first one to get to get uh, to come down with it, the, the second they, that I tested positive, they started her on the antibodies. So, okay. you know. Well, I'm yeah. glad it was mild for her. Yes, thank you. Hi there, Suzanne. Hot, hot. Hi there, thank you for joining us. We are about to go to the show, actually, so you missed out on a quite an interesting discussion that we've all been having about many diverse subjects. We didn't actually talk about, we can cover this quickly, Enkai, Jesus, and Arthur, some say, are the same incarnation. What do you think about that? I know of Enlil and Arthur to be the same constructs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it can't be proven, but these are like um, how people feel. The vibration they feel coming through is that in Christ Jesus and Arthur are the same incarnation, but they might have misinterpreted what they what they believe, you know, because it's like we, we don't actually know for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in and Jesus. Uh, well, in as I've heard, could be Lucifer, light bearer. Morning star, and then Jesus is a light bearer, morning star. So, is that a connection, or is it polarities, different polarities? And Arthur could be incarnate Jesus, as and as Arthur is an incarnation. You know, I don't know mm -hmm. about that. Uh, Shannon says monoclonal antibody infusion plus antivirus when she actually got the strain that the MIA didn't cover. They didn't cover that story. Yeah. Uh, Potest says it's a messianic story. And uh, what uh, Jem says, well, everyone's scared now of COVID. 
it's it, it's I find very simple. And Thomas says, and they wouldn't be afraid of it if they would face their own fears instead of avoid. Yes, because there has been a fear mongering about the COVID. Is that fear mongering right or wrong? Well, well, providing us with caution is right. There's nothing wrong in that. Yeah, well, but it's how they've gone about it that's create, creates suspicion about the government about pharma. My, my daughter is a COVID nurse, actually, up at on the critical care floor of our local hospital, and her perception of things is totally different than other people's. She is, you know, she when a young person goes in and they and they get intubated, they don't come out, and so she's. We've got a very wide, diverse kind of opinion on COVID. And I respect it. I haven't had it until now, but it was, I respect it. Yeah, yeah it's it's terrible, it, folks. It calls the stir within you, Daisy. Yeah. Suzanne Hot says, Enkai is Lucifer and Yahweh is Enlil. I've heard that quite a lot. Actually. I am... Sorry. I am going to say Daisy. Say all right. <laughs> no, no, Daisy first. This is. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not saying oh. anything. <laughs> See, I find that to be extremely unlikely, and the reason being is because both Enki and Enlil were biological children of energetic beings. They're basically the the final generation of the uh, God line before it gave way to humans, a la Marduk. So I, I, the, the, I have a really hard time believing that Enkin and Lil are, are Yahweh and uh, Lucifer, simply because, quite frankly, they fit the Adam and, uh, not Adam, um, Cain and Abel story much better. Now, if you wanted to, if you wanted to go with the idea that, uh, that Tiamat and Abzu are Yahweh and Lucifer, okay. I can't argue that. That's an interesting solution. That's an interesting thing. But Enki and Enlil are like six generations towards the mortal scale removed from, from Tiamat and Abzu. So it's, it's kind of like saying, I think that Richard Pryor is really Jesus. I, so Enki and Enlil are just guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even in the Sumerian yeah. myth, they couldn't breathe underwater. They had to have machines to fly. They had to have machines assist them to do the things their parents could do by will alone. They were mortal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a very good point to raise, Kathy. Very good point. Well, it, 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 the main thing to take away from that is that it, it, it's not, I don't think you guys are wrong in the spirit of what you're saying. It's just that I don't think we're paying enough attention to the, the actual names and, and facts, rather, that the Sumerian, like there's all these things surrounding the, the entire creation myth that people just ignore, and they jump right to the Enki and Enlil, because that's the juicy part, because they, they saw that on Ancient Aliens. So it's, it's kind of, comparative religions teaches us to look at these things, the science of comparative religions is what I'm talking about, it teaches us to look at these things in, like a Rubik's Cube. You know, on the one hand, Enki and Enlil look like messianic figures. But then when examined, they really aren't, you know? Sorry about that. According to, according to, and keep in mind, I could be wrong. I'm just, I'm talking, I'm talking about anthropology, not like spiritual truths. According to the Sumerian myth, as it's written, Enlil is currently entombed under the sea in his mortal shell. So it's like, if, we're, if you want to let these beliefs guide you, you need to look into the whole thing. Because there's a lot of lessons there. 
I think I'm done. Yeah, I think he doesn't need his mortal shell to be uh, active anymore. You know, it, it, it serves a purpose in this earthly realm. Oh no, of course he not. Really... It's like Obi Wan Kenobi. Once he left, once the once the mortal shell was dead, he was free. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and what's them? Uh, I'll tell you what. This, and some demons remind me of as well as the Reaper. Actually, is um, in Harry Potter the Dementors. Dementors, they fly in the sky and they suck the energy from your face. Yeah. So they're called Dementors, mate. Yeah. Suzanne, okay, someone here says something. Go on. Suzanne brings up a really good point. She says, because in Daniel, Yahweh meets with demon spirits to kill a Jai. I'm not sure what this, G-I-E? I'm not sure what she's trying to say. And Guy, and she sent lying spirit, and he sent lying spirits to prophecy and to all his prophets. Indeed. And that is a great conundrum in the uh, in the uh, the Christian you know, world. It's like, for example, why would Yahweh tell this guy to kill his son and then tell him to stop? It doesn't make any sense. However, there's a uh, there's more to the story. At a certain point in history, we're not actually certain when, a an entity claiming to be Yahweh started sort of interacting with humans. That is a big deal. And in the metaphysical unit, in the metaphysical world, we're trying to track this guy down and find out the truth. But supposedly, there's this entity running around claiming to be Yahweh. So, like a lot of this stuff that just doesn't fit in with the rest of the story, you know, like when when he commanded the Jews to all, you know, to have this one city all cut their foreskins off, waited specifically for the day for the third day, and then to attack them all while they've got bleeding dicks. That's kind of out of character, you know. So, you know, yeah. the, so the theory is in the metaphysical world that this entity, this demon, has been running around since you know shortly after the Exodus, saying, "Oh yeah, look at me, I'm really Yahweh." And quite frankly, and this is going to sound bad, human channelers suck. They very often do not know who they're talking to. So a spirit can come out of the woodwork and say, "Hey, look at me, I'm Elvis," but it wasn't Elvis. It's just a spirit messing with you. You know. So when you factor all these things together, it's just there's a there's a conundrum that we, as a people, not a species, because we're here too. Terrans, as a people, need to get to the bottom of. Yeah. I believe he wanted him to try to uh, kill his son, and he stopped him at the last minute to, as a test of faith and a test of love for God, I believe. That was the point of the exercise. Not that doesn't make it right, but that was the point of the exercise. If any right. doesn't make it right. Well, that's the thing, and that's the inconsistency. Yahweh himself told Abraham to do this, apparently, but then an angel is what stopped him. So what, what, what's going on there? You know? And I hate to be a, a, a jerk, Suzanne, but Mario, he said Mario Baglino translated the Bible from the Sumerian, and he knows the languages. Um, the problem is, if he told you he translated the Bible from the Sumerian, then you know he's lying. Uh, the, Sumer the Bible was written in uh, Hebrew, uh, Greek, Aramaic, and Akkadian. Samaria, Samaria had nothing to do with the Bible. It was actually already extinct before Abraham's great-great-grandpappy was born. And Danny Pinard Handfield says, not all religion is a lie. It's all based on truth. In fact, I'm one source. I'm the first being of this universe and the origin of your soul. Thank you for sharing that with us, Danny. Okay, so in that case, would you and I like to step out back? Because I got some beef with you. If you're really this guy. 
So we're going to go out back and we're going to have a little chat, right? I'm going to say this and people are going to be mad at me. Damn the gods. They have abandoned you. Capital G? No. But the little minor petty pipsqueaks, Zeus, all them, people like them, they took off on you guys a long time ago. And if they show their faces, they're going to have to deal with us. And I don't mean us as in Lyrans, I mean us as a people. The anger of the human race is righteous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so it's time to bring the Carter Show to an end now. Thank you for everybody for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you near us. Uh, thank you for supporting us over the years. And, yeah, keep in touch. Keep stay tuned in and watch my timeline, Cassidy timeline, and Daisy Lynn Eaton's timeline as well. And, uh, yeah, keep refreshing yourself with words of wisdom. Until next time, on Wednesday, it's over to Cassidy to close the show. Daisy, is there anything you'd like to say before we close the show? Thank you, yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank okay. You. Okay, it's been a pleasure having you, Daisy. And next time we will interrogate you. I mean, interview you properly. <laughs> yeah, we're only supposed to do a half an hour on these other subjects. <laughs> it was. We're doing the East Terry fan. Oh, it happened. Did you have fun? That's the real question. Did you have a good time? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So. Okay, Cassidy. Yeah. Yeah. Any final oh, words? Damn it. Sorry. God, Susan, Suzanne. No, Abraham was not under Nimrod. Abraham was from Ur. It's a completely different part of the world, dude. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll do an episode about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying these things aren't interrelated, but the facts are important. Cultural drift is vital. And point of fact, you guys can look out your window. And yes, I'm working into the ending here. You guys can look out your window and on your TV right now and see how culture is fracturing. The damage it's doing and the misery it's breeding. You know, so little things that seem so little like, oh, well, was it Egypt or was it Ur or was it Namidian? Midian, not Namidian. Namidian is in Star Trek. <clears throat> anyway, these things matter, you know, just as much as like, you know, you were you Irish? Were your parents Irish? Were you, was your papa uh, Polish? Was your grandma from Africa? These things matter. They add up to who we are. OK, not yep. alone, but they're a factor, you know. So so the point I'm trying to make is don't ever let anyone tell you who you are, especially not me. I don't know. I'm just a dipshit on the other side of a camera. Okay? Don't let anyone tell you who you are. Pretty knowledgeable dipshit. Well, I was educated out of town. Yeah. You know, under... people don't even know How can I give you opinion? Well, that's the, that's the beauty of opinions. When two people are talking and they both understand that, they're, that each one is sharing an opinion, there's like a synergy. You know, oh, so you're not trying to push a fact on me and I'm not, try, I'm not trying to push a, push a fact on you? Cool, we can just be buddies. Yeah. You know? The key to opinions is, is to remember that it's just what that person perceives and feels. It's not carved in stone and it doesn't affect your life. Unless they picked up a pick up a carved stone and affect your life, but that's a whole nother episode. So, folks, it's gonna be okay. I know shit looks dark. I know it looks scary, but it will be okay. So keep your eyes to the skies and keep hope alive. We love you, everybody. Be safe out there.
That's all the time we have for now, dear lights. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to hit that like button and share with your friends. We have a great many people to reach, but we are only as strong as our signal. The world can be a scary place, but you don't have to face it alone. We love you, everybody. Be safe out there.